Right. Well, we're still under a caution. I want you to go back out on that track and hit the pace car. Hit the pace car? Hit the pace car! What for? Because you hit every other goddamn thing out there, I want you to be perfect. Welcome to Cruising It, the podcast where we watch and discuss all of Tom Cruise's films in chronological order. I'm your host, Donovan Bruce, and with me as always is Andrew Mount. He's destroyed both my cars. He destroyed both my cars. He's fired. You're fired. You're all fired. And Mason Kuzmich. Hi. On today's episode, we're talking about Days of Thunder, a sports drama following former IndyCar racer Cole Trickle and his transition to NASCAR and quest to win the Daytona 500. What'd you guys think about this wonderful, amazing movie we saw? I completely forgot that his name is unironically Cole Trickle. That's a very I, racer name. Uh, I mean, probably. Mm, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. What's the other dude's name? I can't even fucking remember. Uh, Dale uh, Earnhardt. No, not Dale Earnhardt. Um, Michael Rooker? Yeah, what's his, what's his I don't remember his name. name. We'll get there in the uh, oh. Wikipedia. I mean, the originally <laughs> written recap of what happened. Rowdy Burns. Movie. There we go. Oh, yeah, Rowdy. <laughs> another, no, it was, another racing name. It was, I guess, perfectly acceptable and honestly very forgettable. Yeah, you know, I really like this movie where, uh, you know, young and talented pilot Tom Cruise meets a woman who helps bring him to emotional maturity and, you know, some measure of humility by the end of the film. Yes, Top oh, Gun 2. Sorry, we're not talking about Top Gun. No, I didn't like this. This was <laughs> the same thing, but worse in every respect by just a little bit. I mean, you're not wrong, but it did have Randy Quaid. Yeah, <laughs> worse in every measure. <laughs> Hmm, Tom Selleck or Randy Quaid? Which one do you want? Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. That's debatable, sir. Also, I'm just now realizing that Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds are not the same person. I pictured Burt Reynolds in my head. Do they look pretty similar? Not I feel like really. Tom Selleck's both, known they, for his mustache. They're both, they're both similar to They're Burt both Reynolds. very successful mustache wearers. What would I know uh-huh. Tom Selleck from? I know Burt Top Reynolds. Top Gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I love that guy. But what else? What else has Tom Selleck been in? What's that Tom Selleck? Wasn't Burt Reynolds in some kind of game? It was Tom Selleck, wasn't it? Alligator I'm not movie? completely like fucking this up, am I? Doug, we may have to cut some of this out. <laughs> We're not cutting any of this out. I'm looking it up. All right. All right. Very important Google, Google work. Live on air. <laughs> uh, it's IMDb. Sir- Shit. It was Tom Skerritt. Oh, Damn it. Yeah. Oh, Tom Skerritt. Well, what does Tom but Selleck look like? He- Tom Selleck also has a very good mustache. Yes. I- yes. I've done that before, too. I always mix up Tom Skerritt and Tom Selleck. Oh, yeah, no, Tom Selleck doesn't really look like Burt Reynolds at all. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, well neither, neither does Tom Skerritt. May, maybe if, maybe if, well, not, yeah, no, no, not at all. He's got a stash, though. Yeah, that's, we, this is one thing that we have established, is all three of those huh? men are very successful and all mustachioed men look the same. Wait, what do I know Tom Skerritt from? Top Gun. This is our worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this he, is our worst he was, opening ever. He was Viper in Top Gun. Losing listeners by the dozen. What right listeners? We All the listeners are in listeners. this room. I'm not going to listen to our episodes multiple times anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have zero downloads. Uh, uh, even my own family doesn't listen to our podcast. 
especially my own family. Listen, <laughs> I'm not telling any of you yeah, that no. this exists. I use my full name on this intro. <laughs> People I mean find my, us. My pseudonym. Yeah, we should have gone pseudonyms. Let's well, okay. Let's uh, on that note. Let's just get into our discussion of this of Top Gun Two. Cole Trickle is a young racer from Eagle Rock, California, with years of experience in open-wheel racing, winning championships in the United States Auto Club. Oh, I, that was a weird inflection. I thought that sentence was going to keep going. Anyways, originally, setting his sights on the Indianapolis 500, Cole realizes that to win an Indy, I'd need a great car, but stock cars are all the same. He is recruited by Chevrolet dealership tycoon Tim Dalland to race for his team in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Dallin brings former crew chief and car builder Harry Hogg out of retirement to lead Cole's pit crew. After Cole sets a fast time in a private test at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Hogg builds him a new Chevrolet Lumina. Show me your Harry Hogg. His name was Harry Hogg. <laughs> yeah, I, That's almost as bad as you, Harry Hole. Come did you on. Re- <laughs> did, did you really watch an hour and a half long movie and not understand that his name was Harry Hogg? I don't know people's <laughs> names in movies that I watch. I think, like, I, from what I remember, they just kept calling him Harry, and that's basically what i knew him as if i knew him at all hmm. harry hogg anyway so harry hogg that was uh robert duvall robert duvall okay the best part of this movie I'm and tim dalland was yeah, randy sure. quaid the greatest actor in this movie no uh, yeah, no no i think i think you're <laughs> no. spot on there no easily the best no <laughs> <laughs> poor randy quaid he's better than his brother wow <laughs> Somebody hasn't checked in with Randy Quaid recently. He's got some great YouTube videos up that you can check out. Screw oh, you, he? Dennis Quaid. Well, all Dennis right. Quaid. We all like that movie that was like cheaper by the dozen, but like not as good, right? I have no idea. What I don't. Talking. Yeah, I have no yours, clue. Yours, mine, and ours. I think that's what it was. It's still no clue. Know. The only movie really that I can the, the only like, movie, married a lady who had like seven kids or something. The only Dennis Quaid movie I can think of off the top of my head is. That one where he's like the high school baseball coach who becomes a major league baseball pitcher. The rookie? Uh, it's something like that. I did see that. But I think you're thinking of Rookie of the Year. Maybe. The greatest baseball movie ever made. I'm not thinking of Rookie of the Year. Uh, Pretty sure it's just called The Rookie. <laughs> I think Rookie of the Year is the one where like the kid <laughs> has like a, a weird shoulder muscle that lets him throw really fast. And it's got Gary Busey in it. Oh, oh. Okay, so yeah, it's a good movie then. As a guy who ends up dating his mom. A that person right. whose lack of Oscars is a just a, just just a, a slight on the entire academy. I think it's proof that justice exists. <laughs> <laughs> His teeth alone deserve an Oscar. Oh man, Ooh, tune in for that Point Break episode on that other podcast that oh, we may yeah. never record. For yes, to that. hear me talk about how much Gary Busey sucks. But that oh. was his best role. Accurate. That's not even joking. I don't know. I was trying to refute you, but I really can't think of anything. So about the movie that we're actually talking about. I don't want to talk about this movie. There's nothing to talk about. I mean, It's just Top Gun, but worse. Yeah. And cars. (laughs) No one cares about cars, right? I think a lot of people care about cars. Okay, probably. This was a successful movie for a reason. Because it had Tom Cruise in it. And Robert Duvall. And and Randy Quaid. Well... (laughs) 
okay, so I mean, you know, not a bad intro to all the characters, I guess. You got uh, your Harry Hog who likes to talk to cars. You got your uh, Cole Trickle who likes to drive cars but doesn't really know what he's doing. We haven't Seems gotten to be. there yet. Oh, have we not? I thought that was all right. Fine. No, he used to be an indie car racer, but he yeah. switched over because he was tired of getting beat by people who had more money. Because that's yeah. the difference between NASCAR and Indy is there's less wiggle room in NASCAR for your car. Also, how it's spelled. Yeah. Also, the physical locations <laughs> and times that the events are held. Uh, I hate both of you. <laughs> like, and the with every the fiber of my being. <laughs> Um, do I remember correctly that he just like walks up to them while they're on the track and talks himself into a job? Well, That's pretty impressive. No, they, they had already the Randy Quaid had already he like found this kid or whatever. Oh, okay. but it's just like, oh, scattered. we need to, he, we need yeah. to talk about Tom Cruise's intro because oh, right, just, the like, fog. He come comes out, out of the, the fog. fog. <laughs> that wasn't there. There was no fog on the track. <laughs> they zoom in. Tom Cruise comes out of a cloud of fog on his motorcycle, <laughs> hair blowing in the wind, and then they cut back out to the wide shot, and there's no more fog there. And it was amazing. Yeah. That, okay. That's why. That's why this movie made so much money. Is that one shot is. You know? The best shot. Probably. It was probably in the trailer. Uh, I'm sure Tom Cruise probably insisted that that was what his <laughs> intro was going to be. Sure. We should add a motorcycle count at the end of the episode. We really should. <laughs> How it's many gonna be a lot of them from have, now on. Have, have there been motorcycles? Uh, would Top Gun have motorcycles? Uh-huh. Is there any other movie where he drove a motorcycle? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Legend. I mean, he does... <laughs> I doubt that seriously, but... Well, what is on the 4th of July? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that does a terrible joke. Does rolling in a wheelchair count as riding a motorcycle? No, it uh, doesn't. No, because the two wheels are arranged differently. Oh, is that the only difference? <laughs> I assume... Uh, listen, I'm not a motorcycle specialist. So I'm gathering from our first opening segment that we're just not going to talk about this movie. <laughs> We've talked about it in I brief mean, what spurts. Do you, what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> Tom Cruise rode a motorcycle out of the fog. <laughs> <laughs> that really was the most notable bit. Yeah. Uh, other, otherwise, you know what? It, it was also notable. He was a, very clearly a good driver. That was that was made evident. He was at least a fast driver. Yeah, he Posted a faster lap time than the actual NASCAR driver's car they were borrowing. Mm-hmm. Rowdy Burns. And Harry Hogg is a just world-renowned, nationally-renowned car builder, something along those lines. But something dark happened in his past. He he doesn't want to come out of retirement, but he does. I might have asked this already, but why does it matter that you have a really good car builder if at NASCAR the car is not like the difference? Well, there's It's like very minor differences, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's enough difference that it could make it so you never win a race or whatever. Like, mm. there's the diff that what what Cole was saying about how he's not going to get beat by another car is that basically like the engine and everything that they all have is like all the same and stuff like that. Mm. Whereas in Indy, the reason why Ferraris always been successful is because they're a big company; they have a lot of money, so they always win because they can just put a fucking Ferrari engine in there. Actually, there's a whole right. movie coming out about that Ford versus Ferrari. So, mm-hmm. well, and then there's the other bit where he just he knows really well how to like maintain these cars and keep them going, and mm-hmm. uh, very clearly it shows throughout the movie. Give uh, Cole Trickle um, all the Cole advice Trickle. he needs. Every to... time you've had to say his name, you've had to look down at the show notes. I <laughs> keep forgetting himself. I keep not wanting to believe that that is a real character name that they gave someone. I am 100 percent on board with Harry Hogg, but. 
I mean, everybody's <laughs> name in this movie. Buck Brotherton, mm-hmm. Harry Hogg, Rowdy Burns. Yeah, they really Cole leaned Trickle. in. They really leaned into the fact that it's NASCAR, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the entirety of what this movie is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, in his first few races, Cole has difficulty adjusting to the larger NASCAR stock cars and communicating with his crew, while being intimidate, intimidated on the track by Winston Cup champion and dirty driver Rowdy Burns. These obstacles, combined with crashes and blown engines, prevent Cole from finishing the races. Discovering that Cole does not understand common NASCAR terminology, Harry puts him through rigorous training. This pays off at Darlington when Cole uses a slingshot maneuver from the outside line to overtake Rowdy and win his first race. This movie definitely did a good job of making NASCAR seem way more exciting than it is in real life. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. that's sports movies in general. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Well, okay. All the Right Moves did not succeed on that count. Well, that wasn't really a sports movie. It yeah, was that's a movie true. with sports. <laughs> it was a small town drama. Can we talk about that movie instead? <laughs> I'm already wow, tired you, of Days you, of Thunder. You'd really rather talk about All the Right Moves than Days of Thunder? I think I like Days of Thunder more than All the Right Moves. I probably gonna have to disagree with you there i think the acting was better i'm just i feel like a lot of the yeah but you didn't have tom cruise turning around running turning back around and yelling running a bit more yelling again running a bit more i feel like you and i are on different pages of whether or not that was a pro or a con i I laughed (laughs) yeah but it wasn't supposed to be funny (laughs) it wasn't a funny scene you're not god man Uh, anyway i just feel like so much of this movie is like filler i don't know <laughs> like sometimes i try to think to myself what is it like what is it that the director was excited about right like what were their bullet points of like these are the things that i want to do and then i have to build a movie around that and with this i feel like it's got is it the racing scenes just the racing scenes right those were kind of cool for racing scenes sure yeah, yeah i liked them they were fun but then there was like an hour and a half of movie ripped around those I mean, scenes <laughs> that I, I had to sit through i enjoyed the comedic aspects of this movie i thought the relationship between harry and Cole was fun. Sure, and they get into, I mean, this is skipping ahead quite a bit, but there's some, you know, drama about the uh, sports injuries well ahead of when the NFL started to care about these things. Yeah, there's this. It's ahead of its the, time, really. Yeah, there's the CTE scare, you know, with the, you know, Rowdy getting hurt and, you know, getting the brain injury and stuff. It's revolutionary. Yeah, I don't know. That, that <laughs> just doesn't really, I don't know. Really, this is. It, it, it didn't is, feel like that's what the movie was about, and they didn't do a whole lot with it. I mean, it certainly affected Rooker's character, but I don't know. I just didn't feel like... I mean, it was definitely in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Is is that all you're trying to say? Is it like it was in the movie? I'm just saying, I feel like if we're talking about like what this movie had fun with and did well, it was mostly the racing scenes, and then Mm -hmm. most of the other stuff didn't really, I don't know, didn't really stick with me at all. You didn't enjoy the building, growing trust between Harry Hawk and Cole Trickle? No. (laughs) They had a few good lines in that. Not that that. much. I mean, there was a little bit, and there was kind of this concept early on. This was probably the best segment with it, where he's like, he's like the drumline guy. He's like, I'm really good, but I don't know how to read music, right? And he's like, I'm really good at racing, but I don't know any of the racing terminology. But then they just kind of like, I don't even know if it was a montage, but they just have like one scene, and then... Yeah, they they they, yeah, they, they get, then it was done. They get a bit of that banter going. There's a little bit of that will they, won't they, and then you know, the racing cars well. Yeah, well, this is definitely a lot of the comedy was in this section. It was the part where Cole hits like several cars and slams into the wall, and then goes into the pit, and then Harry tells tells him to go out and hit the pace car because he's hit every every other goddamn thing out there. He wants them to be perfect. 
I laughed yeah. at that part. Um, is, is this the part of the movie where they also have the stripper cop? I think somewhere uh, in here. Yeah, I believe that's after he wins that first race. Yeah, that makes sense. They have the sexual assault scene. Yeah, don't ever get me any stripper cops, guys. Okay. Well, I wouldn't enjoy oh, it. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, she shoved her hand down his pants without consent. That was sexual No, assault. no. You, uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Mason was trying to defend sexual assault on this I, podcast. I, I, that's not where I'm I was going. I'm not the last person Mark to down. unintentionally no, defend sexual assault. that's not where I was going with any of my statements, but okay. I've he was li- trying to pretend like he had ordered me a stripper cop. I understand yes. that. I've but thought it living- would be funnier to pretend otherwise. That's the bit, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. I've been living with that shame since Endless Love. <laughs> when, oh, yeah. When we had when a I, when I, super creepy sexual assault. <laughs> super creepy assault. Uh, well, okay. The rivalry between Cole and Rowdy intensifies throughout the season until the Firecracker 400 in Daytona, where both drivers are seriously injured after being caught in the big one. I do not remember anybody referencing that crash as the big one, but okay. Uh, recovering in Daytona Beach, Cole develops a romantic relationship with Dr. Claire Lewicki, a neurosurgeon at Halifax Hospital. NASCAR president Big John brings Rowdy and Cole together in a meeting and warns them that he and his sport and his sport will no longer tolerate any hanky-panky from the two rivals. Who, wrote, who wrote this? Hanky-panky. We did. Uh, Tony Scott specifically. Uh, persuaded by Big John, Cole and Rowdy have lunch and settle their differences by smashing rental cars in a race on the beach. The bitter rivals soon become close friends. Aw. Okay, so the big one is a NASCAR phrase that describes any crash, usually involving five or more uh, cars. Well, okay then. So that, it's that weird would be, for the term to be the big one when it's a general term applied <laughs> to a like, variety it's not, of things. It's not a big one. It's yeah. the big one. One of many big ones. You know what? This was this race is the big one. Hmm. Yeah, no, this was cool. This is when they had the wheelchair race scene. Oh, uh, that's that, that is fun. Literally the best scene in the movie. Uh, we also get the sexu- second oh, sexual assault scene. Yes, that is definitely sexual. Oh yeah, because he thinks that she's a stripper doctor, right? So yeah. He, so he because, grabs because so hot he grabs, women can't be doctors. Yeah. So he grabs her hand. This is and America. Puts the puts doctor it right on his dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How funny. And <laughs> women have to put up with so much in the workplace. But it's okay because she's a cool woman and she's like, that's okay. I get horrible things all the time. I and, forgive him. And she, he, she's eventually won she over by pretty, his boyish uh, charm. She did have a pretty muted reaction to having her hand forcibly put on somebody's genitals. Yeah. That's because they were trying to portray that she was cool and sophisticated. <laughs> and what she do, but you can be like, cool and sophisticated like, without letting people. Did she say like that's you. very interesting, Mr. Trickle? But it's not really my ex- my area of expertise. So, yeah. I, whereas I think, most women would have screamed and yeah. slapped them and ran. I think if we're being very <laughs> like, generous, you know, I think if we're being very generous. It's probably more meant to show that she is in control of herself and, and her situation, and just aware that there's this man on heavy sedatives, and. But that's I'm going to be that's less being, generous. That's being very <laughs> generous. That's being extremely generous, and it's still assault. So, you know. I mean, I don't know if this movie is. No, the movie does not worth, deserve worth generosity. That but, but yeah, friendship, rowdy, and yeah, friends, and they race cars, and yeah, the friends. Yeah, even yeah. though it really does seem like they still kind of hate each other the entire movie. They understand each other now. Uh, yeah, we're both just driven to race all the time, no matter what. Until it kills even us. Until we die. Yeah. Yeah. It's going very quickly through this. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Dalland hires hotshot rookie Russ Wheeler, played played by uh, Carrie Elwes. Hardly know her. 
uh, to fill Cole's seat until Cole returns to active duty, with Dallin now fielding two teams, the second car driven by Wheeler, of which Harry disapproves. Though Cole shows signs of his old self, he falls into a new rivalry with Russ with no help from the inexperienced Dallin. At North Wilkesboro, Russ blocks Cole's path during their pit stop and later forces Cole into the outside wall on the last lap to win the race. In retaliation, Cole crashes into Russ's car after the race, leading Dallin to fire Cole and Harry. Hence the opening quote from Andrew. <laughs> kind of a dick move on his part. Yes. I just want to throw that out there. I mean, a little bit. Maybe you just lost the race. Just be okay with it. But he lost the race in a shitty way. Yeah, no. Actually, that I was reading on the trivia. I didn't put it in, but uh, apparently that was loosely based on a real event when some guy got mad at another guy and uh, slammed into him on the victory lap after the race was over. Jeez. I, yeah, so, I would believe that that has know. happened. It is... It's NASCAR. I've, I've also race, seen man. I've also seen uh, video clips of a guy who got mad at what someone did during the race, and after the race, ran over and drop kicked him through the guy's windshield. Ooh. And okay. then the other and then the other guy jumped out of his car and threw his helmet at him, and they got into a fist fight. Okay, so. <laughs> that's a little better. I feel like if you're driving into somebody after a race with your car, then you just you might kill that person. It's not a proportionate response. Well, but because he's such a good driver, he knows exactly where to hit him. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. the legs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just cut his legs off. Oh. He's still alive. I'm not a murderer. <laughs> I'm just a super assaulter. Okay. Well, cool. Rowdy, On that note. Rowdy learns he has Wait, to... was that all we had to say for that second? I mean, <laughs> what else is there to say about this section? I mean, not a lot really happens. Very action-packed. Uh, we got to be careful. We've only got one paragraph left, that, guys. That's true. But you do see, you do see, and this is going back to it's basically just Top Gun race cars. But this is like the same thing as you know when he goes back up into the sky after Goose dies, and he just he won't take the shot. He won't do it. He won't. Yeah, they kind of gloss engaged. over. He he's scared to be out there. Mm-hmm. He's driving like he's scared. One race, he intentionally blows the engine. Yeah. Like he just skyrockets the RPMs and just completely destroys the engine because he i think harry later uh, accuses him of doing that on purpose saying that he 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 thought like you know if i don't get out of this race car i'm gonna die or whatever yeah so and i mean during this section is also when he uh starts to have some serious problems with his uh with his doctor lady friend um because she doesn't approve of what he does yeah, no shit. She, she <laughs> sees him with potential severe brain injury, shh. continuing to go out and just shh. shh. Okay, but shh. yeah, I want to see the version of this movie where the guy gets in like the traumatic car crash, and then afterwards he's just like, no, like there's more important things in life than racing. Like you know? this, I like really this, love my friends and my yeah. family, and I can just I'll just do something else. And that does this not moment. a good movie just, make. I'll just build cars, you know, or something. I don't know. Be a race coach. I'll just race wheelchairs from now on. I'll just race wheelchairs from now on professionally. (laughs) Well, okay. Rowdy learns he has to undergo brain surgery to fix a broken blood vessel and asks Cole to drive his car at the Daytona 500 so his sponsors will pay for the year. Cole reluctantly agrees and convinces Harry to return as his crew chief. Hours prior to the race, Harry discovers metal in the oil pan, a sign of engine failure, and manages to procure a new engine from Dalland. During the race, Cole's car is spun out by Russ and suffers a malfunctioning transmission, but the combined efforts of Harry's and Dallin's pit crews manage to fix the problem and get Cole back on the lead lap. On the final lap, 
Russ predicts that Cole will attempt a signature slingshot maneuver from outside, but Cole tricks him with a crossover, overtaking him from the inside to win his first Daytona 500. Cole drives into victory lane, where he and his pit crew celebrates with Claire. He approaches Harry sitting alone, but Harry is lost for words. Cole asks Harry to walk with him, and Harry agrees, challenging him to a foot race to victory lane. All right, good movie. It was really good podcasting with you guys. (laughs) It's all racing with these. It's all racing with these guys. It's just... Bye. Yeah. Walk, 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 Bye. Slam. Yeah, I mean, that's the movie. That. Yeah. Oh, Yay. you know what? You know what we missed? You know what we missed? Hey, guys, I'm back. What did we miss? The uh, the rental car race. We talked about that. Did yeah, we? We talked about it. Very briefly. Briefly. Okay. I mean, yeah. we didn't, like, talk about it, but it was in the recap. Here we'll talk about we'll, 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 we'll recap oh, it. it. We'll recap I see it, it in again. The recap. No, no, it's not a point. No, Big John whatever, tells Rowdy and Cole they have to come to lunch and they're going to drive together, but they say fuck that and they go get another rental car and they race and they race on the beach and slam into each other and then the rental cars are all fucked up and then that's when they yeah. become best friends. Also, one owner, of the only other entertaining parts of the movie. Yeah, mm. uh, as the owner of a formal r- rental car, I do not appreciate this scene. <laughs> Please do not do this to your rental cars. Um, also, so look, I don't want to say that there is no character arc here because I think I was so bored by this movie that I might have just missed it. So uh-huh. instead, I want to ask the question, was there a character arc here? What was the difference between Tom Cruise at the beginning of this movie and Tom Cruise at the end of this movie? Uh, yes, actually, there was a character arc. It was Claire learning not to be a stick in the mud about his racing dreams. Okay. All right. That's well, not a character arc I for mean, Tom Cruise, though. <laughs> at the beginning of the at the. There, there is. Oh, he can talk about his feelings now, kind of. Okay, all there, right. There is a character arc, because at the beginning, he talks about how he doesn't trust any of his managers because he had his dad was his manager and was a scumbag and uh-huh. all that shit. And then he learns to, through talking with Harry and everything like that, learns to trust again. Okay, so is his relationship mm-hmm. with Robert Duvall, or just in general... His ability to have trusting relationships. His, his ability much. to have trusting okay. relationships. It's, it's a very loose character arc that the movie doesn't really dive that into because they're yeah. too busy filming awesome race scenes. Yeah. But it, I feel there, like they could have leaned into that a little more. But that sure. sounds like a decent... I mean, it's a, it's the seed of a character arc, at least. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, he, something. he starts to open up to Harry about that, and he's talking about how his dad was, like, a grifter and stuff like that and like basically used his name to promote his shady business deals and stuff like that and then his dad got arrested and then after that he just hasn't been able to trust anybody okay interesting and then harry had his redeeming arc because his driver previously uh buddy brotherton which was buck brotherton played by john c Mm -hmm. riley's brother our dad Mm -hmm. dad Mm -hmm. uh died at daytona the year before and uh they blamed harry for it and Well, they said he didn't Harry. do pit crewing good enough. I guess they, he built a car that exploded. They said they said they said there was something like he outsourced to some mafia boss. They, they and thought exploded there was like race. They, th- they thought there was like a gas line leak or something like that, and it made Buddy Brotherton pass out, and that's why he hit the wall. But ah. it was uh, most talkative. Harry uh, passed out, man. Yes, that is the quote from Harry. He said he was chattering away on the radio right when he hit the wall. So obviously that wasn't true and everything. So. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so somebody at least had on a piece of paper some bullet points that represented mm-hmm. character arcs. Not sure if they yes. executed them well, but fair enough. And Rowdy Burns had to learn to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because not brain be injury proud. is a real thing. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I to guess. To get over his pride and have <laughs> life-saving brain surgery. 
And what didn't he? Uh, you know what? Wasn't he, he had to learn? Invested he, in Tom Cruise winning the last race for some reason. Yeah, yeah be, because he he had to he, his car had to race for the sponsors to pay him oh, for the year, okay. and he needed to make money. So he yeah. had Tom he Cruise had, race his car yeah, so that he okay. could get paid by sponsors. I think it's a lot of the reason I was checked out of this movie. Uh, <laughs> as I've said before, I really like movies that focus on like character development. And I think that was not what this movie was going for. Okay, but see, Which he Top had Gun to does learn. That. You know, Top it Gun does. is surprisingly character focused for an Air Force propaganda movie. Navy, <sighs> Chair Force, whatever. They're naval aviators. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Except for Slider, who used to be in the Marines. Yeah, well, we we saw the we saw the prequel. We know. Hi, dogs. <laughs> yes. you hear all those dogs, guys. Listen to all the jingle jangle. These great dogs here. Jingle Edit that out, jangle. <laughs> can hear your dog's tail hitting the iPad on these mics. Okay. Hi. But yeah, no. The the character arc was he had to learn to uh, learn, well, that his life is a sham and he needs to not be afraid to ask people for help. Yeah. There you go. I mean, do you, so we got you want to you want to talk <laughs> about your sexy lamps? Uh yeah, we <laughs> Definitely Listen, it fails all the tests. Also, can we just say that? I just here. want I just want you to know I hate you because I've watched a few movies since the last episode we did and every single movie I'm just sitting there like Do they talk to another woman? I know. Did they talk about something besides a man? And it's shocking how Are often they a they sexy don't. lamp? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now I can't Do they have their own I, character arc. Now I, I can't see. Now I can't watch a movie without analyzing the female characters in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know what's gotten me cuz I really do I also do that ever since I learned about these. But what gets me is how often the Bechdel test is partially passed, but then really all the ladies are talking about is the van. I'm just like, this is weird. There's so many other things like the that movie, a character could be talking about, but they're just talking about the guy they want to date or like, their daddy issues. Like the movie Her. Uh, maybe? Well, they do talk in that. It, it fails because none of the women talk to each other. Okay. And I don't... I mean, obviously... Doesn't the AI talk to the um, Damien Adams prostitute at some points? Oh, okay. I mean, I guess. Yeah. But the prostitute didn't have a name. That's true. That's very true. That yeah. is part of it. I don't think so. Maybe she did. I haven't seen that movie in a while. But yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that one. Like, if it does pass the Bechdel test, it barely passes it, and that's yeah. a very, very good movie. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. So yeah. But well, even the majority of the conversation, like you know, the conversation with his blind date or the conversation with his ex-wife or with his friend. It's usually about a man. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, I mean, I guess his conversation he has with the AI is not necessarily about a man, but I mean, it's just them talking during their relationship. It's built entirely around their love for each other. So I guess it's kind of right. I mean, if you even want to consider that a female character. Yeah. Yeah. Which I probably would, but you know, yeah. I mean, so it's interesting how many, you know, sometimes good movies do pass it, but it's, I always just think of the inverse, like how weird as guys, how weird would it seem to us if like 90% of the movies never had two named men in it who talked to each other about anything other than a woman. We'd be like, this is weird. Like all of the men are like really vapid and just obsessed with women and have no agency of their own. I mean, I might actually see those some real conversations. I've, I remember some of the, some people like that. But obviously, it's not, you know, everyone. Right. Yeah, and I just, yeah, I mean, just mean it's... It's all about the ladies. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
there might be a movie out there that's like that maybe i'm you know i'm sure there is but probably not one of the big yeah. budget films it's probably like a film it, made it would almost specifically be a for that purpose to make a movie like that at yeah. that point you know legally blonde might not pass it i don't know yeah well anyways you want to talk about the test with this movie yeah they fail all of them um there's not two <laughs> named female characters uh none of them talk to each other um, oh do we never find out Ra- rowdy burns's wife's name nobody has <laughs> i don't think so uh nobody has a complete character arc yeah they're she just, in fact she really explicitly exists just to support tom cruise physically and emotionally recovering yeah yeah so not great in that respect <laughs> it's uh did a lot worse than Tony Scott's first Tom Cruise film. What was that one again? Top Gun. Oh, Top Gun. Where she actually had her own story outside of him. Yes. And was a well-rounded character who wasn't dependent on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, yeah, also Sexy Lamp. If you took Nicole Kidman out of the story, then it would still make sense. Yes. It would make a lot of sense. Just be like, he just went to the hospital, his, we yeah. didn't meet his doctor. It wouldn't matter, who right? Who would have you diagnosed him? We don't have to meet his doctor. <laughs> we, he would just be at a hospital. We'd just be like, oh, he got better. Like, hey, so yeah. once again, you're taking this way too literally. No, but, yeah. like, I'm, I'm not really trying to defend this. I'm being sarcastic to <laughs> emphasize his point. Well, yeah. But yeah, so there we go. Wow. That was the part where I unanimously and objectively speak for all ladies oh, on the earth. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I can do that because I'm a white guy with a podcast. That is not a shared belief of all hosts. That we is all just agreed Andrew. on nope. that beforehand. No, we did not. And they told me that they would protest during the episode. But now I'm showing you the truth, which is that we all believe those words that I just said. Okay. Well, let's just talk about fun facts and background info on Days of Thunder. Okay. Yay. Are all these facts going to be fun? No. Okay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right, well, despite our our uh, dislike for this movie, I guess, um, this was a very successful movie. $60 million budget and $157.9 million box office. So uh, nice. get, get used to that. Yeah. Tom Cruise's name just brings people to the theater. It doesn't matter if the movie's shit or not. So um, it not very well received critically, 39%. Uh, 60% of public likes it, so... You know, yeah. rot- Rotten Tomatoes right on the edge of being rotten. Right. You know. there, there are enough of those action-y scenes. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, as far as stunts, he did some of his own driving. He didn't do, you know, like the fast, yeah, the really fast, you know, driving scenes. But there were scenes where he was driving a race car and they sure. were filming him. So, you know, loose, loosely a stunt, I guess. I don't know. I mean. I, I buy it. I buy it. Uh, there's that beautiful run at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, him and him and Robert Duvall sprinting race, sprinting to the freeze frame of their glorious faces. So yeah, you think Tom Cruise is going to beat Robert Duvall in that foot race? I don't know. Robert Duvall is actually he was he was trucking. Yeah, no, he'll pro- he'll probably melt his uh, his shoes and he won't be able to finish it well. Yeah, yeah that's usually what happens. Tires win races. Uh, all right. Well, uh, production began without a finished script, 
and scenes were often written the day of filming. That explains a lot, honestly. I never would have guessed that. (laughs) And uh, during one driving sequence, uh, Tom Cruise actually had to read his lines off cue cards attached to the windshield, which resulted in a minor car accident. What the fuck? (laughs) And uh, for subsequent driving sequences, they gave him an earpiece and fed him the lines, which is probably something they should have done from the beginning. Or, you know, have a finished script for your... $60 $60 million movie that you're making. Sure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the that fuck? really stupid. <laughs> we, we're going to almost get our uh, our star killed because... <laughs> uh, Tom, yeah. Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise actually was the one who came up with the idea for this movie uh, after he okay. and Paul Newman were allowed to test race cars. <laughs> and uh, Tom Cruise's first lap was in excess of 180 miles per hour because he's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I, listen, this man is an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, so this movie was that pretty much sums it up. His acting is just a way to facilitate his adrenaline j- habits. Yeah, I mean, this movie really was really is. just made so he could drive more race cars. Pretty I mean, much. his career was made just so he could drive more race cars <laughs> and yeah. jump out of more well, planes. And yeah. on that on that note, uh, NASCAR driver Greg Sachs did most of the stunt driving. However, Cruz did want to do his own stunt driving, but was not allowed to for insurance reasons, which is apparently something that people have just started to ignore in just his given career. Just up with him. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe he bought the insurance company. That wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Um, but they uh, crashed 35 cars during the nice. film, filming of this, of this nice. movie, which they did have several Most mul- there multi-car the crashes. Well, there was a couple of those because there was that... That one in that final race where it was like he made it through the crash and that was his moment. Yep. He's like, yeah, I can do this. And then he won the race. That was his uh, shot down a bunch of that was 28s. His, that was his talk to me moment. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I uh, mentioned this to you guys earlier, but Quentin Tarantino said that this film was his favorite big budget racing movie. How yeah. many big budget racing movies are there, though? I can name this one. Donnie can name like five of them. We're just repeating this conversation that we had off mic. Well, in his quote right here, he names two of them. He says, yeah, yeah, you laugh, but seriously, I'm a big fan. To me, Days of Thunder is the movie that Grand Prix and Le Mans should have been. Sure, it had a big budget, big stars, and big director, but it had the fun of those early, I don't know what that acronym means. Wow, interesting. So... Uh, I just don't think it works if you take the whole thing too seriously. Hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. that's fair. Are you telling me that Quentin Tarantino likes movies that are fun but ultimately meaningless and about <laughs> nothing and they don't work if you start to take them too seriously? How weird yes. that Quentin Tarantino <laughs> would think that. Uh, let's see. The, oh, uh, oh, here's, uh, here's a terrible trivia uh the scene where cole and rowdy race rental cars on the beach uh shows a bunch of birds scattering out of the way uh, tony scott took a little john woo influence in that one uh the birds were lured onto the beach by bird seed and in the first take most of them were run over oh, oh no <laughs> that's a bummer because guess what if the birds are distracted eating food they don't see the cards and then yeah. they die yeah Jeez. like you got a honk or something <laughs> shit uh, Tom Cruise also received a speeding ticket for doing 85 and a 55 while working on this movie. <laughs> hey, I'm in method acting, all right? I, it's just <laughs> getting into the movie. I like uh, that because it's like, <laughs> it might not even be related to the movie. It's just a yeah. thing that happened I, I took, while I, he was making it. I took it movie. to me and it wasn't. He was just so excited about this movie <laughs> that he was just driving real fast and got a speeding ticket. Listen, man, I'm, I'm driving 180 every day for work. I, mean, I cannot it, slow down. It couldn't have been related to the movie because if they were doing driving scenes where he was driving that fast to be on a closed street. Maybe. It had to have been like on the way to work. He's like, yeah, I'm a NASCAR driver. And then he got pulled over because he was going 85. 
Uh, also, in direct contrast to what Tarantino said about this movie, actual uh, um, legendary NASCAR driver Richard Petty said of the movie that the only thing they got right was the numbers on the side of the car. Also does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was the same with Top Gun, though. That's not yeah. how... That's not how dogfights work. You sure. don't, you're not following someone around behind them like you shoot a missile from like miles away. Yeah. But that doesn't make a good movie. That'd be boring as fuck. Right. You'd, one shot of one plane shooting a missile, the missile going through the sky, miles away, another plane explodes. Mm-hmm. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm not saying this movie is realistic because it's really probably not at all. But um, have you guys ever seen Eye in the Sky? No. I did once. So it's like a two-hour movie about like a, a British... I, he's not British. He's an American drone pilot, but it's a strike for the British. And like I'm thinking of a different movie. I, I never deliberating that about yeah. that for two hours before they make the strike. <laughs> and so I would love some like weird movie like that, but for Top Gun, where it's just like, no, you just shoot them with a missile from a really long way away. Like It's a two-hour movie about this really boring process. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember that was a big thing because they consulted, obviously consulted with the actual Top Gun school when they made that. Mm-hmm. And basically all of those guys said, like, yeah, the what you have here is not real life. And then they tried to film a scene of ha- uh, mimicking actual air combat, and they're like, wow, this is, looks terrible. This is boring. This so, will not get those recruitment numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those people who got recruited in the Navy, A, probably did not become pilots because you have yeah. to have a college degree to become a pilot. And B, also, if you say, was probably I feel really the need. Di- disappointed in the combat. Yeah. And also, if you say, I, ha- I feel the need, the need for speed at Top Gun Academy, they literally shoot you. Well, they fine you. Let's calm down. <laughs> with bullets. <laughs> with they fine you years of your life with bullets. <laughs> well, there you go. They put a tax on your blood. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> y'all, y'all got any any more gems of wisdom about this I, to, lovely I'm, movie? I'm sorry, I guess, mostly is what I want to say. <laughs> like, thanks for listening to this whole episode. This is terrible. If, if you it like, gets better. If you like driving, you know what? Maybe this is a movie for you. I but. will say... The next episode, while not a good movie, will probably facilitate a healthier discussion. What is it again? Far and away. Far and about? away. It's about oh, two it's Irish ones. It's about two Irish immigrants. Is it like a golf movie? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm thinking of the Shia LaBeouf movie. Oh, yeah. Sorry, come on. <laughs> Why can't you say you like my hat? <laughs> Sounds like Donnie's going to be doing some impressions next time. I'm going to be doing a better Irish accent than Tom Cruise. We, we are also going oh, to alienate no. all of our Irish fans, so oh, no. get ready. Yeah, well, go back to Ireland. Well, yeah. all right. That's all we have on Days of Thunder. Join us next time when we talk about Far and Away. I'm Donovan Bruce. If you like this episode, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and check out Cruising It Pod on Letterboxd for our Tom Cruise movie rankings and other general movie stuff. Hey guys, I'm Andrew Mountain. I'm bringing it back. Social media is toxic, so don't follow us on any of those things that Donnie just said or any of the things that Mason is about to say. Delete your social media for your own mental health. Our website is gcatsmedia.com. One more time, that's G as in gravy, catsmedia.com. One last time, that's gcatsmedia.com. Mason Kuzmich, please ignore what Andrew's saying. Just just like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at cruisingitpod. I don't know why I keep doing this. <laughs> and you've been listening to Cruising It.
there was Speed Racer. Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. That one's definitely the best. Something that I want to say on underrated movies. As Wachowski movies often are. Yeah. Visually very striking movie. Yes. Impression. Mm -hmm. That was made by the Wachowskis? Yeah. The Wachowski sisters? Sisters. Yes. 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 I was trying to remember if they were the ones who... Yes. Yeah. I remember being very confused when I was putting my movies into my movie database because I had not heard about that and I was putting the Matrix in there and I was on IMDb to like put the cast in and it said the Wachowski sisters and I'm like wait it's not what I remember is that a typo or like oh Oh, it was a different time (laughs) (laughs) 